wanted to remind you that if you haven't already, uh, go ahead and download our gut restoration guide. We have had over 600 downloads of this free information off our website. And I know for some of you, 600 may not seem like a lot, but to us, that is a tremendous amount of people that we feel like we've been able to help through this program. We've had a percentage of those people buy the supplements with the program. And in turn, we have gotten some wonderful testimonials back from those of you, some of you out there who have had tremendous changes uh, from doing the 28-day program. Uh, just last week, I got an email from really a fellow colleague, uh, a physician who lives in Colorado, and she had emailed me just to let me know that um, a few months ago, she decided to do the gut restoration program, and she is a primary care physician, and so she's dealing with patients who are having GI complaints, and she didn't she didn't really know if this would help her, but she didn't really know what else to do as she had struggled through prescription medications, over-the-counter medications, and kind of what was at her fingertips. And her email really struck me because it made me, it just gave me hope that, you know, we can all work together in order to better our health. So I always like to say, I don't want to say one form of medicine is better than another. We are all here uh, to help patients and that in turn means we can help each other. She said, you know, she believes that Western medicine is great for some conditions, but that lifestyle and natural medicine does play a role. I got so excited and we've been going back and forth talking and she said that I could share her testimonials. So uh, it's testimonials like this that keep us doing what we're doing, sharing what we're sharing with you. And so again, the fall is coming. And, and for those of you who are looking to, you know, be stronger for the mountain, to feel better, to have better digestion, you know, consider doing the gut restoration program and possibly getting the supplements, easy supplements that you can take with it. And if you have done the gut restoration program and you've had great results, let us know. Send us a testimonial. Let us know how you're feeling. And if you haven't had great results, let us know. I want to hear all of it. So again, uh, consider downloading that. And we do talk about that a little bit in this upcoming podcast, as well as make sure to go and get on the Stealthy Hunter newsletter. Uh, if you go to the website, huntharvesthealth.com, there's a number of places on there that you can put in your email to get onto our newsletter list. And I don't bombard you with emails. Um, honestly, I haven't taken the time to bombard you with emails. I like to send out one or two emails a month. Uh, but we have some exciting things coming up in the next few weeks um, that we are going to be sharing with our newsletter list and our community first uh, before we share it with the public. So if you're not on our newsletter list, go there, sign up, become part of it. Um, if you do the gut restoration program, uh, you can also get on the Stealthy Hunter newsletter list and uh, we will make sure that you get those, the new upcoming cool things that are going to be showing up here on Hunt Harvest Health. So um, thank you again for everybody out there who supports us. We couldn't do this without you. Dr. Hillary here, 
and I'm sitting here with Ryan. He's over there. I just got him out of the garden, which is a feat in itself. Um, this is a to us. This is kind of a special podcast because we feel that kind of our, you know, everything we've been doing in the last year. Uh, yeah, we met we met this couple, um, Scott and Beth Carr. We met them <clears throat> over a year ago at Train to Hunt, and we just uh, really, you know, Train to Hunt has changed our life. It's a lot of the reason we're doing what we're, you know, we're sharing what we're sharing, and we felt that it would be so appropriate to sit down with them and get their story and hear about who they are because um, they've just really touched our hearts this year. And so, yeah, I uh, I met Scott a long time ago, and and then this year um, I had the fortune of meeting his wife Beth. She's been um, getting into the competition part of uh, trained to hunt and shooting her bow and. Similar to you, kind of uh, taking it on as a kind of a fun challenge. Um, she's hunted a little bit, but you haven't. But you guys both are uh, kind of getting after it, and something you haven't done before, and, and seen the benefits of the challenge of it. And I think uh, I don't know. You could speak to it a little better, but it seems like you're kind of latching on to the competition and just the. Um, I think Scott has the yeah Scott has the ham and chisel. Facebook page that you have to ask to be a member of, I think. And if you don't do the work, he's going to kick you off of there. I think yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. You got to you got to contribute and participate, or, uh, or yeah, you don't last very long. Even the stealthy hunter gets kicked off. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, uh, I think I was a part of it right in the beginning, and I just, yeah, I have a hard, to, you know, as cool as it is, you know, I enjoy seeing what guys are doing, but I just never have time to kind of contribute and these workouts that they're doing so yeah. it's it's pretty awesome that they're able to do it and um you know it keeps everybody motivated and you know i could definitely see if if i had time at the end of the day to sit down and do the workouts that they're doing um you know i'd definitely uh contribute and be a part of it but just don't have the well time. the interesting thing about them and us is is that we're pretty similar in age we we're we're pretty much in the same decade here but they have children that their last daughter just graduated from high school. So their kids are all like grown. And ours are just and starting And we out. have like a two-year-old. Yep. So we're literally on the spectrum of raising children, a different you know, end of the spectrum with raising children and where we're at in our lives. And so we both come at kind of our experiences from different perspectives of them having had children young and us, you know, um, having had children later. So I thought that was a really interesting dynamic as well that we talk about in this podcast. Uh, and being the same age and thinking, oh my gosh, we could have teenagers. We could have like a 20-year-old right now. We could be free <laughs> sailing around the world with no kids. <laughs> Jeez, what were we thinking? We are so selfish. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty happy with the kids where they're at right now. <laughs> yeah, well. I mean, two and eight, it's a good age. So. Yeah. Yeah, I like that over two age too. That's good. My sleep deprivation is not nearly as bad. All right. Well, let's, uh, I hope you enjoy this podcast again. It is long, but I think there's so many good pearls in this, in this uh, talk that we had with them. And uh, if you want show notes for this podcast, it's at huntharvesthealth.com slash podcast slash the cars with two R's, C-A-R-R-S. We have a natural tendency to be like, why does anybody want to listen to me? Yeah. Oh. I'm just a regular dude. 
Do you yep. know how many years I would say to Ryan, you know what? Like you need to write a blog or you need to send an article into a magazine or uh, like starting social media. And he would say, why would anybody want to listen to me? Why don't they just go online and Google it and learn it? And why do they want to listen to me talk? And uh, I said, so true. I don't know why, but you've got something to offer. Mm-hmm. And so that's really, you know, just where it started, where he had to kind of get over himself and realize <laughs> that. Get over myself. Well, get no, over I, his fear of this, I, like, people don't really care about it. And honestly, I'm the type of person, if they don't care, it's okay. Like, there's going to be somebody out there who cares eventually. Well, here, I think this is what it was about. So, okay, yeah, I guess I've taken some animals in all these days or all these years of hunting. But it just feels like, how do I explain why it's worked for me? It's like hard work. It's like there's a drive there. You just work harder than everybody else and you're successful. It's hard to explain. So it just feels like, you know, every hunt still feels like I got lucky, right? Um, So it's hard to get in front of people and, and say, this is how you do it. This is what works. Use this tip. Use this tactic. Use this strategy. Because it just seems like no two hunts are the same, and you just figure it out. Um, obviously, you know, I think maybe there's a little bit to offer more than that now that I've kind of gotten involved with this and got a little deeper. And it, and there is something to be said about, you know, educating young guys. You just kind of forget as you do this over time what you know, like what you've learned through yeah. all your experiences. So, yeah, I'm getting a little bit better at it. Not as fast as Hill wants me to but a little bit better at it than than talking with folks. He's getting better. I, I'm actually too fast. I just need to slow down. That's my lesson in life is slowing down. She's always telling me to do more and I'm always telling her, slow it down, do a little bit less, take some time for yourself. His doing more, his doing, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) we won't even go into that. His doing more. It's like he does a lot. Okay. But the things I want him to do, um, well, they don't involve hunting more. So it's really slow, I and I'm like, all right, I can't take it anymore. Do that thing right now. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to go out in the garden. I'm like, no, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> so anyways. So right. we are here at the Northwest Waterfowl Festival. Oregon. In, uh, yeah. yeah, St. Helens, Oregon. And we've had a pretty awesome day. It's uh, started off early. Um, started off with a little sweat, little workout with uh, a little hammer and chisel workout. It's yes, ran by Scott Carr right here. He's sitting across from us and, uh, and his wife, Beth Carr. So super fortunate today. We get to, we get to sit down and have a conversation with the two and, and talk. So, um, yeah, yeah. we, it was, a, it was like almost a hundred degrees today and we were lucky to get to do our workout early in the morning. I guess we got a workout. I don't know, Beth. Did we really get a workout? We carried tires around, and then we helped kids shoot, and we got yeah. a workout. Beth right. learned how to use a rangefinder, so yeah, that was good. And she shot. She's so funny. She's like shoots her, shoots the caribou, and then turns around to me and Christy Titus. Christy Titus was doing it with us, and she goes, "Okay, so I don't even know where to shoot the thing to kill it." <laughs> and Christy goes, "I think you killed it." And we walk down there, and it's literally 
straight in the middle of the heart center. Like, you couldn't even get any closer. And and we're like, yeah, well, you know where to shoot it. That's where you shot it. She's like, oh, my gosh, look at that. I need to take a picture. So it was really cute because she's just like, I don't even know where to shoot this thing to kill it. And it was like. She center punches it. Yeah. She did it. So it's uh, (laughs) it was fun. She knows where to shoot it. I've never shot without Scott. Yeah. He's, oh. He's always been there with me. So right. that was the first time that I've ever done that without him. But we'll watch a hunting video or something and somebody will make a bad shot and she'll go, that was a bad shot, wasn't it? Like, oh, yeah, it was too far back. A little too far back. <laughs> yeah. So she now knows where to shoot it. And she, she actually, a couple times today, you did, you shot it. I had some good shots you today. You did. You did yeah. good today. Yeah, the 12 ring on that elk. And freaking yeah. Center punched yeah. him. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um... So, Beth, we, we really wanted to talk to you guys because uh, I think we have very similar stories with, you know, Ryan and I started this podcast back in December, and really the uh, reason we started this whole thing was because we were introduced to Train to Hunt. And um, I know, Scott, we've, you know, heard your story, and feel free to share any of it that you want here um, about how Train to Hunt changed your life. And what really struck me was the last train to hunt that we were at here in Oregon. And you guys did teams together. Mm-hmm. And I competed for the first time in, in the Women's Masters. And uh, it was a fun day. It's really hard, right, Beth? Like, you've been Very a big hard. supporter. And we've really called you out quite a few times in, I think, with our stuff because we really have appreciated your support. You. you know, like I'm support to you, but I have like little kids running around and stuff. So I'm not standing there um, being a judge and all that stuff. So you've always been a big support. And then to well, what watch. What stands out to me, yeah. I'll just cut in here in a sec- for a second. But yeah. um, how I think of Beth is like I, we met last year and uh, did some challenges. And then at nationals is where she really like got ingrained in my head because, and I, I think I've talked about this, but, uh, you know, Scott competed in front of me and I got to watch him do his challenge course and run this and that. And, uh, you know, she's screaming at him, telling him to go harder and, you know, <laughs> you're going too slow and all this kind of stuff. Um, you know, what a good wife does is, is push her guy. And, uh, and, and plus then, she did. Oh man. Yeah. She was screaming. It was pretty awesome to watch. And then, uh, and then sure enough, you know, she did that with everybody when Scott wasn't, you know, on that, in that challenge course doing get-ups and burpees and all this. She, uh, she jumped right in and, and my heat came around and she got right behind the box there that I was working on and, and she was doing the same thing to me, like push, push, push. And we were competing together, me and Scott were. And uh, no, I thought that was pretty cool. She just, I don't know if she just likes to scream at people, but <laughs> to me, it was like she, she just loved uh, seeing the competition and, and, you know. No, I think I like me. everybody to do their best and yeah. do well. And yeah. I, I like to encourage people. Well, your, your voice stood out amongst, there's probably a few <laughs> people like encouraging us. But your voice jumped out. I could, I could definitely, uh, I could pick you out. So I don't know if that's thing. good or bad. That's a good thing. No, it's a good. <laughs> well, thing. I did train to hunt. I think it's good. Yeah. You know, I, and then in Oregon to watch you compete and watch you guys compete as a team, and then having gone through it myself, like it's hard, right? It's hard. When you're when you're supporting, you're like, yeah, this sucks. It's 100 degrees out here, and you're sweating, but hurry up, right? Yeah. And then when you're doing it, you're like. Oh, I was telling Ryan on that first, very first one where you pull a tire. 
I had my release and I kept grabbing my release and I couldn't grab that skinny little rope and I got panicked a little bit and my adrenaline just shot up. And when I had to run, I thought I was going to like choke on my heart and I had just started and I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to suck. you know? Yeah, like, I <laughs> and, I, and I remember thinking like, wow, this is really harder to do because there's that adrenaline rush that... You maybe have a little bit of that when you're supporting people, but you don't have it like that. And, um, you know, when you're at home training and practicing, like you don't have that. And so it added a whole new dimension. And then just, it was, so it's, it's difficult. Well, you got right? a bunch of eyeballs on you. And yeah, that first tire pull, which kicks off every single train to hunt event is, and, and some of them are shorter, but that one in Oregon was a little bit longer than typical. It was a nice long tire pull. And I could tell when you did it, you missed a couple. Like, you went to grab the rope and you kind of missed it. I and grabbed I, the release and not and the rope. I think rope. you felt like you were going to get, you know, fall behind, like, out of the gates. And uh, it's usually not really what happens. But, yeah, she got really panicked just out, just that fast. Mm. And, uh, and, then I, and then my whole race, you know, I had to actually calm myself down. So those long runs <sighs> that were so hard, I had to, like, calm myself down on those runs because I got so worked up from mm. that. Yeah. But um, to watch you guys do it, and then afterwards, that long day again, we had this event in the gymnasium <clears throat> where we were waiting for our results, and we were asked to come up and maybe speak, and I went up first, of course, because Ryan's like, get up there. <laughs> but I went up there, and I shared just my story about training to hunt and how it's changed my life and how it's changed my perception of hunting. It's changed my perception of hunters it changed my whole marriage because it just made it easier for him to be who he is. And then you guys got up there and you guys told your story each. And I mean, there was like not a dry eye in the place. And it was, um, it was really, it was just really cool. And I, I told Ryan, I said, you know, I'd love to get Scott and Beth on a podcast because I think that we all kind of, had that we cross paths in that way well i'd like to <clears throat> yeah you know I, i've kind of heard a little bit like how scott you started um it's quite a few years ago you've done a lot of these events train to hunt yeah a lot yeah. of the train to hunt events nine of them nine of them yeah mm -hmm. how many years ago did you start the first one was in 14 2014 yeah 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 so. and why did you get involved what what kicked you into uh the train to hunt event originally well for me it was <sighs> I mean, prior to Trina Hunt, you know, I and I told this story before, but I had to speak in public, and I just felt like a slob. I was just overweight, and the buttons are pulling on my shirt, and I just had to make a change. You know, hunting's always been a motivator for me, right? I just love it, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, kind of gotten by and been successful through just brute force and ignorance and, and just getting out there and grinding. But I was learning that as I got more and more out of shape it was getting harder and harder and so I, I i just said i gotta change so i literally i would pop in like born and raised outdoors videos and it started working out mm -hmm. you know and, and my employer was really awesome about putting in kind of a little fitness center for me at work and i would go in there at lunchtime or before work and get on the elliptical and just grind away and i started losing a little weight you know and things were improving and your confidence starts building and you know slowly transitioned where i could go outside and go running after you know six months or so and you know the impact didn't hurt as bad and mm -hmm. and uh um a friend who was a, co a competitor in oregon that year too his name is Stuart lance he said you should try this train to hunt thing 
And I remember it was the same answer I now hear all the time. Oh, I couldn't do that. Those guys are amazing. Sure. You know, but then I just said, you know, it sounds really fun. I'm going to, I'll go try it. And uh, I did. And it was like, oh my gosh. I w- and then that's why I try so hard to get people to come do it because it was such an eye opener for me, the the culture, the community, the all the f- fantastic people you meet, like like you guys, and you know the uh, you know Kenton and Jesse, and you know the brick and mortar of the whole the whole mm-hmm. thing, and the and the camaraderie, and you know. So after that first event, that was June, I think, of 2014. You know, six months after I had made this change, this is this is it. This this is what I need. You know, yeah. this is this is fun. I like this, and she encouraged me pretty much pushed me to go to nationals that year because i'd qualified that first year and went to nationals and of course you know had a good time placed eighth i think in the master's class that year and probably drove poor kent nuts what do i gotta do to get better what do i gotta do to get stronger what do i gotta do to get faster what do i got yeah i mean just was in that guy's ear i'm sure he saw text messages or, or facebook messages and was like oh my gosh it's scott again <laughs> <laughs> i bet he loved it persistent yeah. 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 yeah i bet you no one you know? i bet he loved that through that you know, we made changes together, you know, she supported me like in everything in the past 22 years of marriage or what are we coming up on? 22. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, I want to change this in my diet and I'm going to do this. And she's just been on, been so supportive. She's definitely made life changes and it's just been really good for us. Mm-hmm. You know, the mm-hmm. whole change of life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it is strange. Uh, how trained to hunt, I never would have thought for us, you know, I can see what it's done for you guys. I would have never would have thought going into it, well, this is going to be something my wife's going to love and support. Because I remember after the first one, when I first met you um, at that first one, I came back. I told Hill, I couldn't really explain what I got out of it. It was, uh, like you mentioned, the camaraderie. It's like a group of guys that were just phenomenal to be around, mm-hmm. right? It was like, man. These are the kind of guys I want to hang around with all the time and, um, and talk hunting and just, you know, watch these guys work out and try harder and push each other. And so I had a hard time explaining it to Hill when I got back. All I kind of said was, it's just amazing. It's it's something I want to do again. Um, I need to work harder, obviously, and uh, push myself and get better, this and that. But I never really thought that this following year she would actually get involved and actually go through a race and do one. And now she wants to do another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She I'm, wants to do more. I want to do more. I'm really sad because um, we probably won't be going to find nationals this year. It's just a hard weekend for us. Mm-hmm. And I have literally, like I told you today, Beth, like mm-hmm. I've tried everything. I looked at if how I could afford, oh, maybe I should just go by myself and I could hitch a ride and like drop my kids off at my mom's. My mom was in Montana. Like I can't just <laughs> drop my kids off at my mom's, you know? And, uh, I finally just gave in and I said, you know, next year, uh, we'll do it. And we're gonna, we're gonna try to sponsor the Washington one. We're going to bring it back to Washington. And so for me, I think what it did is it, I just feel now like so determined to help this community. And for me, that's a huge transition. I would have never said that my goal was to help as many hunters out there and families be better, have better relationships. So that's what Train to Hunt did for me. I just enjoy the relationships. Yeah, I, I think it just kind of, not only just reaffirmed, but it, it it it's just refreshing knowing that there's a bunch of other people out there that are doing they're eating, 
clean. They're wanting to get better. They're wanting to work hard. And you can see it in any given race. You meet new people at every one. Um, they're all advancing. They're better than what they were the last time you saw them for mm-hmm. the most part. So, Beth, I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> okay. So, through all this that Scott went through, yes. um, like you said, he's been doing it since 14, what have you seen change in, in him as far as what he's, all the things that he's accomplished? I mean, the guy's been on that podium a bunch of times. Everybody knows Scott Carr. <laughs> <laughs> all those golden, golden cams he's got. Um, what have you seen? What are the changes that you've seen since he started this? You know, his health has changed. Physical things have changed, but I think the cool thing is that he's kind of getting out of his comfort zone and, um, he's fun. (laughs) 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 That sounds bad, but, um, he's having fun. He's, he's found something and he's found people that he enjoys to be around. And yeah, 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 I think he's pretty fun. (laughs) Yeah. There was a prediction at one point that, that I would, eventually be a lonely old man in a cabin somewhere that just yeah a hermit that's funny i think uh yeah that one many i can times. make that prediction i was like you go live on your mountain <laughs> and i'm gonna retire to hawaii and you can come visit me once in a while because you know he's just like that's where he wants to be is the mountains it's it's been a struggle for me but now I'm older and I think wiser and more mature and I realize it's a healthy thing and, you know, he needs to go to the mountains and I realize I probably need to go to the mountains too. He has always had that consistency. Like no matter what's going on, that's his consistency. And he, and as long as I've known him, you know, to different degrees, but, and I think uh, I realized that when we were younger, before we had kids and maybe even medical school, we did all that. You know, we backpacked together. We went trout fishing. We went skiing. We camped in our truck and we hiked backcountry skiing. We did all this stuff. And then I just kind of quit doing it. And then, you know, children, they change things for women, really. They do. It's just part of life. They change it. And so you don't get as much freedom like that. And the, the consistency kind of goes away. So Well, for us, it's kind of opposite. Because when I yeah. met Scott, I had a I had a baby. Uh, my oldest son was three months old. When Scott and I started dating, it was immediate family. Right. So we've had kids since day one. Since day one. Yeah. So we've never had that alone time. We've never gone on trips and backpacking together and and stuff. And now our kids are grown. And wow, our youngest, our youngest lady. just graduated from high school, and so now it's it's our time to get to know each other as just Scott and Scott and Beth. Without, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to say without kids because they're always there, but now we can do things alone. We we had a huge transition with having children, like. We had had basically, we were married, but we had the ability to do really what we wanted. Yeah. And then we had kids, and especially for me, because, you know, it's like you have this thing that lives off your body for like two years, and it just goes with you everywhere, <laughs> right? So there's this thing like when you've had that, you you do have that moment of like, oh my gosh, my life is over. My life as I know it is over, which is kind of true. But then you realize they start like our older one's eight now, and she's just... 
like so more well, independent. Your, life, your and, life isn't over. We just can't sleep in Walmart parking lots in the back of the yeah, Durango anymore. With three <laughs> dogs and, you know, it's, it's, it's just different. And having that time in the beginning was great for us, but it, it's, we also um, got used to having our freedom. And so there's an adjustment. Yeah. Whereas with, I know, I, I think it's the majority of people have children they have the they get married and then they have children young. Ryan and I are an anomaly. We waited a very long time to have children. We did all that stuff first. So most people our age are actually having like you guys have children that are like in high school or going to college. And we could easily have had that, and we just made the choice not to. But uh, yeah, it, either way, it's a transition, right? Like it's a huge transition. Okay, now it's just us. Like, yeah. how's it going? Like this kids being grown thing well hence the he's gonna be alone old man living we had nothing in common right other than the kids i mean i was 18 years old when i had our son when i had my son then we had our our son two years later and then our daughter two years after that i just from from 18 i've i've been a mom i've been a stay-at-home mom you know kids and sports and this and that and that was my identity and that's who I was. So I didn't have the option as a young 20 year old woman to find myself. I just, I was a mom and that was it. So as the kids got older and I started to get the time, it was like, who am I? And we had nothing in common. We needed a common, something common. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I And took- you guys think you've kind of found that through just the lifestyle it's not obviously just trained to hunt, but it's like a lifestyle of now yeah. health yeah. and fitness. I think so. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, more more adventures, mm-hmm. you know, that we yeah. can do together. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be hunting. It right. doesn't have to be. Have you ever you thought know. of going hunting or ever, have you ever gone hunting? With I have. Yeah. I've, I've gone hunting. I've harvested two animals, always young. Mm-hmm. And so it was really hard to get away and to do that kind of stuff. I guess I just didn't like to leave the kids with my parents or. Mm-hmm. So is that something you think you're going to be doing more of now? Yeah. 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 I can't, I can't wait to harvest an animal with my, with my bow. Wow, I'm actually cool. really looking forward to it. And that's interesting <laughs> for me to hear because there was a certain amount of re- resentment or re- yeah. re- um, over the years, you know. Do you think yeah. that was just because she couldn't go with you? Yes. Yeah. I think, it, yeah, to a degree it was because I had my thing. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, it was certainly never intentional. It made her feel second best to anything, but it's happened. Yeah, I think it's easy for wives to maybe think that. I think Hill's thought that before because you go off and you get your alone time. You get your thing, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, sometimes you kind of have to leave them with some duties <laughs> some yeah. things and uh and yeah i can see how that that could be the case i think hills had a lot of resentment um probably not so much that she didn't agree with hunting back in the day i think a lot of it had to do with she's not able to come out and hang and have fun and i'm off playing in the hills working my tail off well it's also <laughs> i mean any women who are listening out there Especially when you have young children, you just you just don't have the luxury. And I don't want to sound like men in general like have the luxury to leave, but it's 
you have different roles and especially like if a man's got a job and he's now there's plenty of single dads out there who do it all too. And you know, I give them credit for that. That's it's hard, right? Two parents is much easier than one parent. Right. But there's, there's specific roles. And I think in today's world too, women are working as well. It's not like, you know, you had the luxury to stay home, Mm -hmm. which is rare nowadays. And I think now that I am a mother and I work, I'm like, why would I ever want to go to school and be educated and work? Like it's, it's a lot of work. And then you have children and you realize like, that's the hardest job ever. And so I think the resentment comes in is, is that Maybe, maybe different personalities don't care about that. They, there's different personalities. They like to be with people. So they love to be with their kids all the time. And they don't mind that. My personality is I'm like Ryan. I need my time alone. And I need to have experiences where I feel like I'm having experiences outside of my children. And I, and the difference in our roles is, is that I can't just, I can't just come home and say, I'm going to leave and go um, to the mountains for a week and I'm going to leave at four in the morning tomorrow and just pack my stuff and then go. It just doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. And he'd say, oh yeah, it would. And I'm like, no, it doesn't work like that. But my resentment comes in that sometimes literally that's what I want to come home and say. I want to come home and say, you know what? I'm leaving tomorrow at 4 a.m. and I'll call you in a week. Like, I just want to leave and go somewhere and have quiet and read my books or climb a mountain or have these experiences, have quiet. But as a, I feel like as a woman, and this is, I don't maybe have the right to say that because I'm a mother and there's this whole thing of I'm a mother. So I need to be like, that's my job and I need to be like that. But my personality, and I can't speak for everyone, is I need that too. So in the past, if I were to dig deep into why I had problems with hunting, it was more about my resentment of him getting to go and do that. And I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Or how about he's going to go have all these experiences and I'm not going to have them with him. Yes. So this whole thing of like, we don't have anything in common. It's kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like he's got this thing he loves so much. He's going to go experience it. If I don't go with him, and experience it with him, I miss that experience. But maybe it's an experience I don't really want, or I don't know that I want. And so it gets complicated, right? And I also think like Ryan is really simple. I don't know how Scott is, but (laughs) Ryan's brain kind of works on a one track deal. Like this is what he does. This is what he's going to do. And I know he's a deep thinker, but he's not like me. I like my thoughts run in circles like this and they, there's multiple circles running at the same time. (laughs) He's got one circle and we're going to finish that circle before we jump into another circle. And so that's where his thing is like, okay, this is what I'm going to do now. And I need to go do this. And I'm over here going, right. And so he's, it's difficult for the communication sometimes because I'm trying to tell him what I need, but I don't really know how to say it. And he's just like, uh, okay, you know, just what is it? But he's been consistent. I didn't grow up around that lifestyle. And when I met Scott, went hunting maybe once or twice. It was nothing that I thought was a big deal. <laughs> In fact, we got married <laughs> on September 30th. And that's how much, that's <laughs> that's oh, crazy. You were so young back then. You didn't know how I was doing, <laughs> working. You know? Yeah. Working. That shows how much he did not hunt yeah. when when we got married. And so, yeah, I hold resentment because I, for many years, I felt like, wait a minute, you're changing 
you're changing the game on me. I didn't sign up for this. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't sign up for you to be gone this many months, <laughs> weeks at a time. You know. So and, when did you take it super serious, Scott, and really get involved? Where you're you're putting dates on the calendar, like uh, several big trips every year. Probably around 06 or 07. Yeah. Was that because you had more time or was that because you just got more interested? You know, at that point I had, you know, (laughs) (laughs) background noise is the crazy people over there. We won't say who they are. (laughs) No, not crazy. It's Christy. (laughs) (laughs) I can't put my finger on it. I mean, I think that at that point... You know, professionally, I guess, you know, my job had gotten to a point where I could get away. Financially, we were a little better off. You know, in a, in a younger couple's life, it was, I couldn't do it. Yeah. You know. Hard to find that time. Yeah. I could see that. I it, Maybe it's just me, but it seems like us guys like <clears throat> you, you know, I used to hunt. I used to love it. But it wasn't to the point that it is now. Now there's so much, you know, so much more. Maybe it's through social media. Maybe it's through, like you say, the hunt videos or whatever, but there's so much more. Like it used to be my deer hunt growing up, chucker hunting and a really, really good, nice backcountry deer hunt every year. And then came in elk and it's like, holy cow, there's this whole nether world. And then there's archery stuff. And there's like this whole nether world. And you just keep keep feeding the beast i guess you keep seeing all these new opportunities new places and there's so much to see out there mm-hmm. you can never get stagnant there's just so much to see it's all new to me it's it's exciting i don't, I don't know i've been putting i mean i've been putting her into the draws well every year for points since our son was 12 so he's 24 now no kidding yeah. wow you're a smart man scott carr well, oh, selfishly, in the beginning, it was like, I'm just going to get her points, and then I'll be able to use them when I want to get a tag. Yeah. And then it became, this is best voice, these are my points. Right. You're not using them. Right. You know? And now it's turned into a joke because... <laughs> yeah, she, <laughs> thinks, she thinks these points are marketable. I've heard, I've heard that people will will buy mm-hmm. points. Yeah. But what I think is funny is I joke about it. You mean joke buy points? It. So you yeah. mean like they'll go in with you on a hunt yeah. as a partner? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I've got like 14 it, points that yeah. I and I joke about. It. I say, I'm going to sell my points. And Scott gets so mad. Oh. It's hilarious. And so now it's just turned into a joke for me. <laughs> I mean, I would love to take her on a, into the big three in Oregon for elk. Sure. You know, I would dedicate my whole season to get her, getting her a chance at a big bull. Yeah. Is that something that interests you, Beth? Is yeah. going after a bull? You've probably seen videos. You've seen kind of all the hoopla as to why we love it, right? Yeah. Bulls are screaming and coming in close and all that. Yeah. It's exciting. It is. I, I think for anybody, you know, you get to experience that in September when they're going nuts. It's hard to walk away and not do it again or want to. Um, for anybody. I just like... I'd, you know, I know Hill is probably never going to actually go out and put an arrow through an animal. But I'll bet she would get a kick out of going out there and seeing it. Like, watch it. Not necessarily me taking one, but calling in a bull. Seeing how that all works and getting the thrill of that. I think it'd be pretty awesome. So. It's a huge thrill. I mean, like I said, I've harvested two animals. One, I don't know if you can really count, was in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, on a ranch. Um, but the other one, it was a doe 
and you know we Black hiked. Dildo. Yeah. yeah, and we hiked, and <laughs> it was kind of a funny story. Um, it was across the canyon. It was like three hundred yards, and Scott says, "You know, just put your gun up," and you know, told me where to shoot, and I did, and it dropped, and you know, we knew I got it. Um. So we started on the on the blood trail, and I literally just shoved Scott out of the way, and he wanted to go down the road, up the road, on the other side. And I'm like, no, the fastest way is through the canyon, up and over, just straight across. Yeah, I just I wanted to stay on the ridge and just come around on it. Mm. And then she wants to just dive to the bottom. <laughs> she Was basically a- told you the the uh, quickest way or the straightest yeah. yes. line between two points. So here we go through the through canyon. Through the head-high thistles in the yeah, bottom. You know? yeah. and, and I was following, you know, and then we got up to where the animal was and we had to get on the blood trail. And Scott started. And that was when I pushed him out of the way. And I was just, there it is, there it is, there it is, blood, blood. <laughs> following the blood trail, we found the animal. So... We had to take another shot. And Scott says, okay, turn your scope down because now you're close. Well, come to find out my scope was turned down to begin with. So she made a 300-yard shot on three power. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. So, but but I shot it and it was was cool. It was exciting. It was the, the, the thrill of the... Yeah. The harvest and the hunt and, and impressive it was, three power. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it was it was very cool. So I really look forward to doing it now with my bow. Yeah. yeah. So. so Scott, you got any big plans this year? I know last year you had a pretty pretty good season. Um, I don't know how the rest of it went for you, but I know you got one giant buck. Yeah, I think that was out of Utah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This year, this year's, you know, we've got a daughter going to college, and that's kind of changed some things up a little bit. You know, I think that I'm having to step back and be careful about my spending budget on hunting. Um, you know, my hunting's been different than yours. I do some guided hunts, um, and um, so I'm going to have to learn to be more self-sufficient, I think, for a while. Um, the... Uh, um, you know, I always do my own thing here in Oregon, and I love hunting the Oregon coastal mountains. Mm-hmm. It's been very successful for me. Um, I like the high Cascades as well. Um, it's just harder to find the elk in, in some of that country, and here in Oregon anyways. So I absolutely love northeast Oregon, especially the Snake River area. As you know, both season, it's hot. I tend to hunt alone. As much as I want to hunt there, I'm afraid I can't get a bull out of the canyon before it spoils. Mm. By myself. I'll go to Idaho this year. On my, I do an annual hunt in Idaho um, for archery elk. And then we have a... We do. we got a big hunt coming up. Yeah. We kind of planned... Uh, we got a handful of guys. Yeah. We're going to go on a big old deep backcountry wilderness trip. We're yeah. going to put a lot of miles on. That's going to be fun. That's, that's the hunt I'm looking forward to this year. It should be a blast. Yeah. Hopefully weather permitting. We got... We're going to be 10 days in and... Where are you going? Idaho. <laughs> oh, did I not drop that bomb on you? No. Yeah, I, but this I is how we don't. roll. He tells me like two weeks before. Oh, by the way. Yeah, I set up my calendar and I, I don't really run it past Hill. But <laughs> I just found out about it as well, so it's okay. <laughs> what is this hunt you're doing? Yeah. Oh, 
Well, you know, what's the one with Ryan? Well, I do. I do Idaho every year. I just, when is this? What date? This is November. Oh, November. We're going to okay. big old 10-day <laughs> trip in November. There you go. Now you know. No, it's going to be fun. It um, will be fun. Men it's, out it's there, big mountains. do it's, not do this to your wives. <laughs> this is 20 years of tolerance right here. I'm totally okay with it. But How many of us is there? Is there I think there's six of us now. Is there six now? Yep. When Ryan won the, won the train to hunt entry from Gritty, and he's like, there's this guy, Scott Carr, and he's... I, where he's a master's and he's like, he's going to be there. I heard he's going to be there. And he's like unbeatable. Well, here's Scott the thing. Carr's like unbeatable, you know? I heard and a podcast with Jesse and Jesse said, this guy's out for blood. I don't think anybody can beat him. And then I never, I didn't even know who you look, what you look like. <laughs> and I get down there and I, I just knew the name and, uh, and yeah, we met and, um, yeah, I didn't know who you were, yeah. but I knew the name and I knew, uh, what everybody was saying about you. <laughs> like you were 10 feet tall. Uh, That's been a hard thing to live up to. <laughs> Let's talk about something that you've started up as of late. Yeah. Um, I've been watching what you've been doing on Facebook. You got this hammer and chisel mm-hmm. for hunters Facebook mm-hmm. page. Um, I have to tell make me, a confession. Though. Tell me about it. Well, you know, I started this hammer and chisel on the, the <laughs> I have to confess to something. Okay. It, Remember I did a roll call here a while back on the page? Yep. Because the whole premise of hammer and chisels, I want people to be engaged and involved. Sure. And and uh, so I said, well, we'll do a roll call. And everybody checks in. Yep. Gets to stay on. Yep. And everybody didn't check in. Booted. Got booted. So I'm sorry, buddy. But I got booted. Yeah. You know, I'll have to let you back in. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> I was, you know... Facebook is one of those things. I wish I had more time to like get involved and yeah. you get on these pages and it's cool. And yeah, I could I could kind of from afar pay attention. I'd check in there and I'd see you guys are doing all these crazy workouts and I'm working. I'm yeah. like, oh, I wish I could do those workouts. Yeah. But no, it, it, all I saw was uh, it seemed like every time I checked, there was new folks <clears throat> chiming in with these cool workouts. And it looked to me like you were just kind of everybody was engaging. And, and throwing different things out there, like try this, try this. Yeah. So how's that gone? Like what what have you? Well, I mean, okay. So back back to the beginning. I, you know, there's Train to Hunt's website prior to the last revision. He had that you you could sign up for a training program, right? Right. And it was just it was really f- fun. You just went on there and you got a daily workout, and then you you could report back in in on the page on how you did in the workout. And there was a little interaction between the different athletes that were in their training. And, um, I liked that. You know, I thought I liked that. I liked that engagement. I like to be able to share how I did. I liked the, the, it's probably not healthy, but being able to compare how I did against other athletes and, um, and all that stuff. So anyways, when they revised the page and they went to the workout generator program, which is, which is awesome. Also, it lost that, um, that connection between the different athletes. And instead of fussing and complaining about it, I thought, I'll just create it. Mm-hmm. I'll just make the hammer and chisel page and try to bring value to train to hunt through my own thing, you know. So um, we created hammer and chisel for the hunter. It became a fun place to inspire other hunters or non-hunters, share workouts, encourage each other, give a guy a pat on the back, take some guys that, you know, we had, we had some some folks that, you know, joined the page back in January or whenever I created it, you know, 270 plus pounds and they've, they've shaved off 35 or 40, 50 pounds, no kidding. you know, and 
up to this point, and I'm so proud of those guys. You know, they've worked so hard, and it's it's just been fun to, um, you know, the, the, see the progress. See the progress to to maybe have a small part in keeping a keeping a guy or a gal going and encouraged and inspired and feeling like that they have a safe place to come talk about what they've done and maybe even what they're struggling with and get it, get support from other members that maybe are fighting the same gremlins or, or, you know, whatever. And, um, it's just been really, really positive. I've learned a lot about myself. I've always felt, um, maybe, maybe I've been a little bit selfish and I've just been like, this is me. I'm going to do my thing and I don't care what you do, but I really have learned to enjoy helping people. Mm-hmm. I've really learned to enjoy um, encouraging other people. A departure from that lonely old guy in the forest living in a cabin, I think. <laughs> so know. now you might not end up that guy. I may not. No, no. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's cool. That's kind of what. Yeah, that's kind of what I saw. It, it it seemed like uh, you know, it was it was all types of people. Um, it wasn't just you know, the Brock Acres out there that are already fit and posting up these hard, hard workouts that are just making people struggle. But, um, but yeah, it seemed like a a well diverse crowd of people. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. um, Yeah. That's cool. Now, Beth, you, yes. Yeah. You've kind of got involved in that a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Doing these hammer and chisel workouts. Yes. Yeah. So the one we did this morning, where do you plan on taking it? Is that something that's going to be more prevalent? You're going to have more, hammer and chisel workouts at events and something that guys would, like us can just show up to and yeah get a good sweat on on a saturday morning or I, yes anybody that if they you know i mean uh, like the, the northwest elk camp eric strand reached out to me and asked me to, to to host that workout this morning and i was like yeah, i'll do that mm-hmm. you know i had done some group events even prior to hammer and chisel and you get fourteen or fifteen guys and gals to come out and do it with you. It was it's a lot of fun. It you know? is. And in the past, you know, we we more or less just did a train to hunt simulation. Yeah. You know, and you um, added some spice to this one. I did. You were bolting tires together, and making <laughs> yeah. us carry them yeah. on skinny trails. Yeah. Well, yeah. It kind of <laughs> you know hammer and chisel is kind of kind of taking on its own. Um, there were a lot of roots. And uh, and trees, things to run into with those tires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I liked it. I liked I liked the, the team aspect today. Yeah, know? that was different. That was you pretty know, cool. You know, and a bit, I'm sure there was times where you had a hold of that tire, and and maybe the, the lungs were burning, and the and the, and the forearm was cramping, and you were thinking, I kind of like to stop and put this down for a second. But the other three guys in the group were were, were forging forward. Yeah, and you didn't want to let those three guys. Down. That's it. Oh yeah. You know. Yep. And yeah, for sure. There's an pushes you. Yeah, it does. It pushed you. You went, you know, I got another gear here. I can do it. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, um, I found myself thinking, am I running, am I slowing this group down? Am I running fast enough? Should I be running faster? Should I try to pull this a little more or am I dragging this group down just in my head, just Mm -hmm. as I'm running, just cause I don't know. I don't know why, but sure. (laughs) Were you having all those thoughts? And trying not not. to fall (laughs) or run into a tree. Or trip over we took a route. The casual route. <laughs> <laughs> we had all the kids with us. And <laughs> but, 
you know, and then, you know, it's a hammer and chisel workout. So we had to get sledgehammers and we had to beat on some tires. Yeah, we too. beat on some tires. Yeah. Um, we didn't do that. No, we didn't. Although that I finished off the I race. did. I had the guys teach me how to throw a sledgehammer. Oh, good. I've never done it before. Well, I have a question just about, you know, your lifestyle changes and what you've done. And what would you say has made the biggest impact on your health? Obviously, exercise has been huge for you. Um, I mean, what, what would you say, I guess, maybe even a combination of what's been the biggest impact for your health? Meal prepping. Well, just in general, eating in general. I mean, if you'd have told me we'd have a refrigerator full of baby carrots and guacamole and instead of Ben and Jerry's ice cream and popcorn, you know, that's been the single probably biggest change for us. It's just mm-hmm. a lot better eating. Mm-hmm. And Beth's really good at it. We got some help from a nutrition consultant and some, you know, meal planning and, you know, we kind of changed where it's. You know, we try to eat four or five times a day, smaller meals, um, healthier meals, a lot of turkey, of course, a lot of game. Do you feel like you needed to get help, like, in those areas, like, you needed to reach out and get, like, an expert or, quote, unquote, somebody to help walk you through, like, nutrition and food and food prep, or did you just kind of do it on yourself? yourself? He said you. No, I, I definitely did. I definitely knew because you know I would sit back and say oh you know we eat fairly healthy you know but yeah. when you put it down on paper and you take a look at it it's like really that's not that healthy several years ago um I came to the realization that I had an eating disorder that kind of started when I was younger and kind of followed me through into adulthood um <clears throat> that I just ignored um And I went to some counseling and dealt with that. And I don't know, you know, my family has health issues. We have high cholesterol, high triglycerides, um, which in return causes pancreatitis. I don't know. Some say it's hereditary. Some say it's not. I I don't know if the eating disorder, well, I'm sure the eating disorder played a role in some of this. Um, But now I don't have the eating disorder now. Um, And I still have the the health issues. Um, so I have high triglycerides and high cholesterol that causes pancreatitis mm-hmm. and it's very, very painful. And I get put in the hospital when I have it. And this last episode, I was in the hospital for a week. And do you feel like since you made the changes, have your episodes been less? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, um, the last, my last episode was in February. Yeah. My numbers are, my cholesterol is better. My triglycerides are better. Eating is more consistency. Consistent. Mm-hmm. What would be the first best thing you would tell, like somebody, where they should start, having been through the experience? I think somebody needs to journal what they eat for a couple days, so you can kind of, I guess, I would say, have a come to Jesus moment with, yeah, with with what you're eating, because you know, you sometimes you just don't realize what you're putting into your mouth or into your body, and when you see it on paper, it's a completely different story. And then, and then once you see it on paper, find, find what works for you. I personally don't believe in quote unquote diet. Mm -hmm. I think you have to make a lifestyle change. Mm -hmm. Um, I know there's a lot of fad diets out there and, but that only works for a short period of time. You have to make that lifestyle change. You have to. And in order to do that, you know, if you need the education, if you need the help, the support, then. So you guys got a nutritionist? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
and that helped tremendously. Yeah. Yeah. It explained why I wrote down, you know, what Scott and I would eat in a week and gave it to her and we kind of went over it step by step and meal by meal. And she's like, okay, you know, this is good. This is, you know, not good. Change this, do that. Um, and it wasn't, we didn't just jump in the deep end. We didn't just, you know, cut things out cold turkey, kind of gradually made changes. Um, well, most people, as you probably know, I mean, you know, Ryan and I's issues have never been weight, but food addiction is common through everybody. Everybody's addicted to sugar for one. It's really hard. I mean, like, look at that popcorn right there. We've been feeding our kid all day long, like kettle corn. I mean, that Boom, thing is crack. I cannot stop eating it. And I got it at Costco and it's organic, but it's still like sugary popcorn. And so sugar is a huge one, right? And salt and, and the, and, uh, just fat, sweet and fat and um the bad fats not the good fats like the bad fats right but um what was the hardest thing for you guys to cut out for me the hardest thing to cut out was sweets i mean i have a sweet tooth i like i like a bowl of ice cream so sugars you know that was the hardest thing for me to cut out you know today i mean full disclosure i mean we finished the hammer chisel workout and i was like Dairy cream sounds really good right now. No, so, I uh, said that. You, you, you can throw me under the bus <laughs> on, on that. a day like this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's 100 degrees. Yeah. You know, I haven't had Dairy Queen Blizzard in I don't know how long. Whereas probably it used to be once a week. You know? I had a Dutch Brothers cold brew with cream and vanilla syrup in it, <laughs> which is probably more calories than the ice cream you ate. You know, but then as we cleaned up our diet and things like that, we, we learned that, that, those, you know, and then when you would have those splurges and eat like that, you feel like crap. Yeah. yeah. You know, when you get away from it. Yeah. Yeah, know? it kind of reinforces how you felt before. Like, you you recognize it more. Yeah. Because when you've been eating clean for a while and then you do, you know, a big giant cheat meal or you devour a bag of, boom, chicka pop popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you feel like garbage and you're like, man, I wish I would have done that. You feel guilty. You feel shame <laughs> crummy yeah. we just talked with a kid who was working the 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 beer thing tonight and he's halfway through our gut restoration program he came and introduced himself and he said i said how you doing and he said well i feel great but it sucks because i can't have any beer and that i work like i work around beer <laughs> and he said i'm doing it and i you know i'm feeling pretty good and i said well you know at the end of your 30 days 28 days have a beer and you're probably going to have that beer. And then after you have that beer, you're going to go be like, that beer makes me feel horrible. Yeah. And maybe it won't. Like, that'd be great if you had a beer and you're like, oh, I can have a beer and I feel great. But most people, they go back to having that beer and they go, oh, man, beer makes me feel horrible. Right? And so that's really what, like, getting people to put the time in, like, the motivation in, do it. And then you realize, I don't feel good when I yeah. eat like that. Right? Um, yeah, but. I think at the, the foundation of this whole thing is a decision, though, right? You, you yeah. got to make the decision. It's almost like, do, do I want to change as much as I want to breathe? I've said this before, but because until you're that to that point where you, you're committed to that change as much as you need your next breath, mm. you're going to have a hard time sticking with it, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that's just me, but until you're fully committed and that, that you know, that decision to eat better 
that decision to exercise daily, that decision to read a book, to be a better father or be a better leader, whatever, whatever that decision you need to make, it has to be serious enough that I believe it's almost as close as I need this next breath. Just, I need to make this decision and then stick to it. And until it's that strong, it's, it's, you're not, you're not there yet. You know, I see it on the hammer and chisel page. I see, you know, there's a few guys on there that, that they're playing around with the idea of being healthier. They're playing around with the, the idea of working out really hard every day. But there's always an excuse. I'm really busy at work or I'm, my family duties are pulling on me really here. Or my kid coaching my kids baseball and I just don't know where I can fit this in. And I just want to love on them and be like, just hey, keep fighting. And when you're ready to make that decision, then you'll find a way. You know, yeah. maybe I'm, I'm wrong. Maybe I'm. It's just the way I think. Busy and is a really popular word these days, right? Everybody's busy. Like I say it. How are you? I'm busy. Everybody's busy. We have all these things. But honestly, with like exercise, you can do like seven minutes, right? Mm-hmm. You know that once you start doing it, you I I can do a train to hunt workout in the morning. It takes me a time of sixteen to twenty minutes, like the rounds with the shooting, and the four laps of running and the challenge course. I can do that in like 16 minutes if I'm really good mm-hmm. and I get sweat, I sweat and I feel good and I feel better and it's 16 minutes and then it's done. And some days I'm like, oh, I should get up and do that. Or, no, I don't want to get up. It's like only 16 minutes. And if I do it, I'm always like, geez, why don't I do that every single day? But you, you can do something for seven to 16 minutes, even if it's get out of your chair at work and go climb stairs, right? Take mm-hmm. the stairs for 10 minutes and go do that. Um, and you know, I guess busy is the relevant term, you know, you're going to go to the grocery and store anyways and buy food, or you're going to buy it off Amazon or however it is people get their food nowadays, but you're still going to take the time to buy that food. So, you know, making those healthier choices, you're not too busy. You know, I think people get really, the word busy comes in when you tell them they got to cook their food. That's cooking is a whole other education, right? If you're not a good cook and you're used to, eating convenience and all that. Like you, you tell people you really need to cook your food and they're like, huh, really? You know, that's, that's, that's the most difficult thing. I time, I think time food, meal prep, meal prep takes tons of time, but when you have it there, it's convenient. Then that's how you do it. But yeah. 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 And watching like some of the healthiest people I know, it seems like meal prep is huge like that. They take that one day, right? We uh, well, I did it when I was bodybuilding yeah, we've, we've and I was in the best shape of my life. You know, you, I was, you take that Sunday and you meal prep meal and prepping. you make a ton of food. And it's just a discipline is really what it is. And, um, you know, that just keeps you from cheating mm-hmm. and just taking the easy way and hitting that drive through and, yeah. you know, grabbing some junk food. Oh yeah. When she sends me to work with a little box of it's you know got my pre-measured vegetables and protein mm-hmm. that's my lunch and the turkey wrap and you know maybe a couple hard-boiled eggs and you got no reason to go grab some quick fast food i don't need to go to taco bell and get a yep. bean burrito or but is it okay one. if you do a hammer and chisel and you can get that dairy queen i mean if you do a hammer <laughs> and chisel every morning heck yeah you, you deserve queen a dairy queen every night 
It was yeah. 100 <laughs> degrees today. Yeah. It was so I don't, hot. I don't think anybody should so feel guilty hot. about that today. Yeah. And those of you who live in hot places like Georgia or something, sorry we complain, but if you come to the Northwest, like 100 degrees is very Well, this hot went from <laughs> fairly cool. Like we've had a real mild start to our summer. The bam, I mean, it's in the 90s, like yeah. upper 90s. So, yeah, yeah, it was just slapped the face. But Well, I, I have to say it's always inspirational for me to see people actively make the choice and change their life. Because, I mean, that's really what my passion is, is to help people do that. And I know how hard it is for people in their lives, with their stress, with their jobs, with their kids, with their poor relationships, with um, illness, to do these changes. It, it takes a lot of willpower and a lot of support. And I think that that is where like you guys are really impressive is, is that you found, okay, we need something that bonds us together besides our children. And we're going to make the health, a healthier lifestyle that that's, that's so inspirational for, for couples. I think that are out there because there's so many couples out there that are just get going through the motions and just not feeling good. And, yeah. And doing that and it's getting late and we're all getting tired but i think we should ask them our questions yeah well, let me let me finish with this oh, uh, yeah. one thing <clears throat> like similar you and i in a way um not wanting to i don't know it, it was actually not a bad thing if i thought of myself being alone on a mountain you know in my older age being a hobbit nerd you know just hermit i guess not a, a nerd hobbit. i was gonna say you're not a nerd I'm not a hobbit <laughs> hermit just away from people in a cabin in the woods somewhere seemed okay with me but you know since we started this getting out there and helping people it has really opened my eyes and we it has changed us because now it's kind of exciting just coming to events like this and talking to people that <laughs> it's party time <laughs> yeah getting crazy out there um you know it seems like every place we go now, we have somebody walk up and say, hey, I started a garden. You know, t- take a look at these photos. <laughs> or I'm doing the gut restoration or I'm doing this or I've cut this out. Or So it's kind of cool because um, who knew you could make changes in people like that. And that's what's cool about and why I like you guys so much is you've got this platform now through what you guys have done and what you've done with the Train to Hunt and what you're doing now, hammer and chisel and the lifestyle changes. Um now you've got this platform and it's, uh, I can probably tell you right now, it's going to become addicting seeing changes that you're making in other people. Mm-hmm. You know, people are looking to you guys and seeing what you're doing and, and they're going to kind of follow suit. Right. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think we get our most satisfaction in life when we get back yeah. and you learn that when you actually start giving back in a selfless way, because it, it makes you See, when people come up to you and they say, you know, you've helped me, you've changed my life, I'm doing your program, and um, they feel like they know you. And at first, it was always like, we were like, well, this is kind of weird. Like, you know, we're used to just having our simple little life. Nobody knows who we are. We just go to work. And But now, it's like you mature into it and you go, this is really like giving back. Well, you see results. You you see see results and you go, this is so exciting. And it's not even me. Like, these aren't my results. These are other people's results. And it just makes you feel like it creates a greater purpose, you know? And that's why I said, I never would have thought that I would be doing this for hunters. And what I look at it now is, is like, I feel like there's a 
there's been a reason that Ryan and I have made it 20 years because now I feel like I have a purpose to help a population of people that I never would have cared about before. Hmm. And that sounds so shallow, but it's true, right? And it's that giving back. And so you guys are going to be doing that. You know, you guys are doing that. I mean, we do. I hear it. I mean, I get text messages and Facebook messages and Instagram messages about, you know, man, you've really inspired me and you've done, you know, I mean, it's like, how, (laughs) but rock on, man. I'm glad that I can. And if I can be that for you, if you need some support, then reach out anytime because it's, yeah, it's. And here we go for full circle to what we started with is why would people listen to you? Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, you guys, obviously, there's reason people would listen to you, you know? Because you're just like everybody else. You're just like other people out there. Let's ask them three questions. questions. Three questions. <clears throat> three questions? Okay. Yeah. We don't do <laughs> this with everybody. We oh. only do this with our very personal folks. <laughs> <laughs> personal folks. Well, you know, like that we are right. sitting with, it, like, I don't even know what time it is. <laughs> Deliriously tired. <laughs> Let's ask some emotional questions. Okay. On the spot. Ready, Beth? Yes. What is Scott Carr's biggest strength? Wow. (laughs) I'd like to know, too. (laughs) You know, he has many strengths. Um, He's encouraging, um, inspirational. um, He's loving. Is that all you got? No. <laughs> I'm kidding. Those are pretty big. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Scott? Best biggest strength? Yeah. She, she is just a, a remarkable mother and wife. I mean, just such a giver of herself. She, she will put herself last every time. Mm. You know? And um, I'm often like, Beth, take care of you, you know. Um, Go get your nails done. Go get your hair done. Take care of you. She says, no, I want, you know, this and that for Emily or this and that for Adam. And and, and then, of course, me. I mean, so every day, I mean, I'm like, just sleep in. You know, I get in the shower and I'm getting ready for work. Just sleep in. Don't worry about me. And she's up in the morning cooking me breakfast and 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 putting my lunch together because she's this giver. She gives so much of herself right. to everyone else. And you've seen that in the train to hand events. Mm-hmm. I have. You know, she loves to give and and support and um she really you know, your words of, of affirmation for 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 and noticing that mm-hmm. means so much to her she, you know yeah so. well here we are we are testaments to your giving nature so yep and by putting yourself first now you will be putting everybody first yeah yeah all right scott what's uh what's your biggest weakness <laughs> my biggest weakness is i think i lack confidence i try to come off that i'm confident but i lack confidence the statement of why was it why would anybody want to listen to me why would anybody want advice from me why would um it's just i think i lack confidence you know so 
uh, um, a friend of mine who I do some training with has been talking with me about stop measuring yourself against other people. Just measure yourself against you. Mm-hmm. You know, always try to do something a little faster for yourself, but not because you want to. I think I lack confidence. Okay. You know. Do you have any weaknesses, Beth? Oh yeah, <laughs> a lot <laughs> of weaknesses. What's your biggest weakness? Uh, Self confidence. It's yeah. probably my biggest. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Beth, what are you most grateful for? Scott and my kids and my dog. this guy right down here Uh, yeah you laugh but there's a little history behind Bentley um I hit rock bottom I was depressed I you know Scott would come home and he's like have you been out of the house I'm like no you know have you been out of the house yesterday a week ago I'm like no (laughs) and um was bad and so I decided that it was kind of it was kind of a low point I would say for our marriage as well and he was always gone and I had you know I didn't know who I was I didn't you know I spent so many years being a mom and taking care of the kids and now the kids are older and they don't I don't want to say they don't need me but you know I'm not needed as much and so I decided I'm going to get a dog to fill that void. And Scott told me no. And this is Bentley laying down here on the and floor. there he is. <laughs> <laughs> so that my, worked. This is my three-year-old lab. Um, but, um, you know, so so it's funny. So people laugh because, um, but Bentley is my dog and, you know, he is my saving grace. Um, you know, I had to get out and walk him. I had to train him. I had to play with him and. He got me out. He got me up. He got me living again. Um, he's the one that really got me out and doing stuff. You know, Scott was working out, and I was kind of resentful to him for it. Mm-hmm. You know, because so many years I wanted to, and he didn't. And, and you know, and so it was always, we were never on the same page and stuff. And Bentley got me got me moving. So, so I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for Scott. I'm grateful for my kids and I'm grateful for my dog. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. All right, Scott. Last question. What am I grateful for? What are you most grateful for? I think I'm most grateful for my wife, for Beth, for, you know, being the awesome person that she is. I probably haven't been the easiest person to live with. You know, I probably have been probably a weakness I should have stated was that I, you know, probably a little bit selfish, you know, or a lot selfish. And, um, she stuck with me, stuck by my side. Um, she's uh, my biggest cheerleader. And, um, yeah, certainly, certainly I'm, I'm grateful for my health. You know, I'm grateful that I don't have any long-term, um, adverse health conditions Mm -hmm. you know i'm certainly grateful for that but um a lot of that's because of the care this little lady's provided for me Mm -hmm. that's great so wow (laughs) i'm speechless (laughs) 
<laughs> You're never speechless. <laughs> Come on. No, I just, it's so heartwarming to see these things. I, I think that's what I got that night of Train to Hunt was this moment where everybody was like, this is like a really emotional group of people. <laughs> and I think that's what's changed my heart too, is that just open, really open, loving people, just like you guys. It's so awesome to see. It just warms my heart. It's It was like the community I was looking for for Ryan and I forever. So mm. it's really, it's really cool to see it. So, yeah. Mm. Thank you for sharing. Sure. Do you feel like you've been through a marriage counseling session? <laughs> <laughs> uh, or maybe we need to go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other topic, right? <laughs> Has anybody ever asked you guys these questions? No. Uh, no. Maybe no, we should turn this we around. Don't, we don't allow <laughs> cross interviewing. That's not. That's yeah. That's not allowed on this podcast, is it? Has, haven't us Who, Who's questions. the police of this podcast? <laughs> there isn't anybody. I'm the editor, therefore I can cut out whatever I want. <laughs> uh, no. I think it would yeah. be fair for you guys to share the same answers. Really? All right. Same questions, huh? Same okay. answers. Same questions. They might be similar, actually. Our answers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Ryan, what are you? Mo- what What are the three questions you get here? So. <laughs> oh, hold on. Um. Okay. So, Hill, want me to ask the first question? You ask me, and then I ask you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The first Hill, question was what? What, what are you? Are, what are you most grateful for? These are uh, tough questions. They are tough questions. I yeah. like asking them. Better, They're a little personal, right? Them. Um, <clears throat> I am most grateful for one, and it may sound really selfish, but I am really grateful for my health. Mm-hmm. I feel that that allows me to be just who I am. Without that, it would be really hard for me um, because I tend to be by nature difficult (laughs) so if i had really poor health and when i am having poor health like everybody knows it right babe so i am really um grateful for my health because it it helps me in my life to be a better person i'm grateful for um ryan is really like he is like the most patient person you'll ever meet his patience is un ending i've seen his patient end patients end with me but it's very seldom and i'm grateful that he he has such a capacity for um patience and calmness and grounding and love it's like and he just um i'm just so grateful that he's like the father of my kids and i'm so grateful that he has stuck around with my crazy antics for so many years. <laughs> and I'm I'm just really I mean, I'm just grateful that we have the simple little life that we have. It's it is rare nowadays, I think. Mm-hmm. So I feel really I feel really grateful for that rarity of relationship that's lasted this long and all the hardships that have come with it that that just makes me feel really fortunate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
what am I most grateful for? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Boy. Uh, okay, I guess uh, health, obviously. Um, that's one thing that even though I've always been pretty healthy, I've never had any major issues, uh, I understand how rare that is and how lucky I am to have the health that I have. <clears throat> I know there's a lot of people that aren't that fortunate, you know, whether it's out of their control or whatever. You know, I, I can I can sit back and know without knowing that I've got it great because I don't have <coughs> some crazy condition. I, I can walk. I can do all those things. So health... Um, and then probably, uh, you know, my family is what, what I'm most grateful for. I've got a great family. Everybody supports me. Um, everybody from obviously Hill who has stuck with my selfish butt for all these years. And, <clears throat> you know, the early years when it was really hard, when I was guiding, I was spending way too many months away, um, you know, six months gone half the year. So, um, yeah, she stuck with me through that. And, um, yeah, I got to say my family and my family included in Hill and my girls, you know, my cousin, the folks that are around me, the people that help me through my business and all these different things. I just got a really good um, group of people around me at home that allow me to do what I feel like I need to do. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. What's the next question? Oh, weaknesses. Um, I can give you mine. I'm selfish, and I know it. I think uh, um, Hill's kind of alluded to it in a way. <laughs> she's recognized it. Uh, like uh, a she's, shotgun <clears throat> show. She slapped like... me in the face with it <laughs> on occasion. Um, yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, I can be a little bit selfish, and I know that. That's probably my number one weakness, I would say. I would say. So what is your weakness, Hal? My biggest weakness is uh, expecting, and it, some many people think it's not a weakness, but mine is, is slowing down. I, I, I try to do way too many things all the time. I'm... Uh, my my biggest weakness is that I can't slow down and be more in the present moment. I, I'm, a, I'm what I call a future dweller. I live in the future. So the past has never really concerned me. It's the past. And the future is always like, I think that's why I've gotten through so many goals in my life. And so when I'm not moving towards the future and doing things like goal-oriented things, I become kind of stagnant and I get very resentful and I get very... Um, bored and I get very frustrated. And sometimes nobody even knows that I just walk around with it in myself. And then I start thinking that something's wrong with me because everybody else is moving too slow for me and it's kind of driving me crazy. And he was like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, nothing. What's wrong with you? You know, speed up, you know, and I have a lot of expectations of myself. I think that are not realistic sometimes. And I have a lot of real, I have a lot of expectations of other people that may not be very realistic. Mm -hmm. And so my weakness is, is that I, 
I don't live in the present moment very well. And so that's, that is, um, I've been trying to do that. Like take, take the right now and be grateful for it instead of what can I do right now to get to this place in the future where I'm going to be happy. Yeah. Right. So you probably, probably hold people to the same expectations sometimes that you hold yourself to. Yeah. And And I live with a present dweller. So I live with a guy who lives in the present. Like, I'm like, what about the future? And he's like, what about it? Like, it's coming. What? Yeah. And so, (laughs) and then, you know, he, the same as he said to me, I know I need to think more about the future. Like that's maybe a weakness of his more is like seeing us in the future is like, he just kind of lives more in the present moment. So I would like to be more present. And I think that helps with my children. I think that's helps with my parenting skills. I think, because you never know what could happen tomorrow. Like, why are you living in the future? Like, things could change like that. So, that's my biggest weakness. Yeah. I think I'm like Ryan when it comes to that. Why? Scott stresses about a lot of stuff that's coming up. Or, I'm like, why? <laughs> Just deal with what's, <laughs> what's in front of us right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're a present dweller... You get to go on a lot of hikes. You get to go on a lot of hikes. Because it's right there. It's like today is a great day to go on a hike. Yeah. Yeah. And that would be Ryan's strength. Is that he lives in the present. Mm. And he's very present with you. Most of the time, unless he's on social media. And I'm like, throw your phone away, you know? But um, You got me into that nonsense. I did. I way. did it. I, my future dwelling self said, you need to be on social media. And now he is. And I'm like, throw that phone away. And he's like, this is your fault, lady. Um, yeah, that's, his, that's Ryan's greatest strength is that he can be so present. And um, he's, he's patient like nobody I've ever known in my whole life. That's why he's such a good hunter. Yeah. His patience is like, for most people, they're done. They're going crazy. They're running down the mountain. I want the hell out of here. Yeah. And Ryan's like, all righty, I got another three days. He told me, we watched this movie. What was the movie? The guy was the sniper and he sat in a hole for like two weeks and he waited for that Russian guy and then he shot him. What was that movie we watched? Oh, but the, Jude the, Law was the, the sniper. It was a, and Ryan said, God, I miss my calling. And I said, What? <laughs> And he just said, that is like the most awesome job ever. Just sit there by yourself. Don't move. Don't talk to anybody. And just wait to shoot a guy when he doesn't know he's going to get shot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't dream of shooting guys. (laughs) No, but it's the patience. not to get on his back. Yeah, I don't. Well, I had a business. I uh, I had a business for a while, all male partners. And the joke was... Don't get on Ryan's bad side because you'll just wake up one morning to get the paper and you'll have an arrow in your back and you won't know what hit you, you know? Like, he's he's stealthy. That's why he has that name. Stealthy hunter. Stealthy. No, but I mean, he's just, um, his he he loves that idea of just the patience, like the stock, yeah. the weight, the quiet, like. I mean, he's so good at that. And yeah. I, I, that is not me. I would throw challenge in there. I think that's, that's my no, biggest thing. Is I think- it's a challenge to do that. Most people would say that is a challenge of 
never ending. They couldn't sit there yeah. and do and that. And that's why I like that movie, I think, is because that was kind of an impossible challenge that that guy yeah. was facing. And yet he pulled it off. Yeah. So. Oh, am I supposed to give your strength? <laughs> I think that's the is third that, question. Is right? that where we're at? <laughs> we went we backwards, actually. Into that. We went backwards, right? We did. Yeah, we we went totally backwards. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's my strength. All right. Well, your strength. So, Hillary's strength. Her best strength. Oh, boy. Um, she wants to be more in the present. We're so opposites in so many things in our life. Like, I want to be in the present. She wants to think about the future. I mean, maybe this isn't your biggest strength, but it is a strength. And that is uh, kind of the yin to my yang. It's We just mesh really well with those kinds of things. Like, um, she keeps me in check with a lot of that. Like, I know I would be a mess if I just did it my way. And I didn't allow her to influence my life. Um, in a lot of ways. So she's like I, the peanut butter to your jelly. <laughs> you could say that. Yeah. He does which, make good jelly. Which, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's not really a strength. It's more of a recognizing, you know, how she is so good for me. So I should, uh, I should start over on your strength. Your biggest strength. That was great. Um, that sounds like a pretty good strength. I mean, it, more a... or less, I think what you're saying is she completes you. Yeah, oh my yeah, God, it is. Jerry Maguire. Yeah. <laughs> we well, we I mean... made it, babe. Remember how many times we watched Jerry Maguire? We made it. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, and I think that's what works, and it works for us. Yeah. Is um, we are so different. She's she's thinking about certain things, and I'm thinking about certain things. And yeah, we're not on the same page all the time, but I think that's what works for us. She takes care of that future stuff, and I make sure she gets out and does stuff today. And um, yeah, I don't. I, I think that's it's just a good working relationship for us. <laughs> okay, now we're going backwards from Jerry Maguire. No, <laughs> well, it, I mean, hello, it's an experiment. I mean, come on, you know, to be together this long and to make it work, and and it's. It's a huge accomplishment. Yeah. It is. It's something that I'm proud of. I'm proud to say that I've been married to Beth for 20-some years and looking forward to the next 20-some plus years, you know. Yeah. And thankful that we're doing what we can to try to keep her healthy so that Mm -hmm. she can make it that next 20-some years, I hope. Keep that pancreas healthy. Yeah. Those arteries unclogged. Yeah. Yep, it's, you know, we all are faced with challenges in our life, whether they're visible or not, or there's that yin and yang. You got to be here now, but there's a lot of things that you have to live for, so you got to think of the future. Like, you can't just ignore everything and hope that it's going to get better. You got to do something about it, right? But you also got to think of the, fr- of the present. <laughs> <laughs> That was awesome, babe. I think her biggest strength is uh, (laughs) is being able to deal with uh, with me on a daily basis, and uh, to be able to do that for twenty years this year is uh, yeah. We just had our twentieth wedding anniversary this month, so yeah. Congrats! Congratulations! Yeah, yeah. And he just looks he looks younger than he did when we got married. I don't know how that happens, except all that hair all over his face. Pretty scruffy right now. (laughs) 
but no, Anyways. I think I'm going to shave this off. I think uh, I got oh. that bear. I was, I was, I felt like I needed to kind of look like a bear to get a really good bear. I got the bear. So now I could probably start shaving this. They've had this filthy. Grizzly Adam things going for a while here. It has been a while. It's the longest I've ever seen it. We yeah. went and got his hair cut and she's like, <laughs> can I trim your beard? I had to fight her off. Of and he's like, thing. no. And she's like, can I at least trim your mustache? <laughs> and like, he's like, uh, and I said, yes, you can trim his mustache. <laughs> and so she trimmed the mustache, but not the beard. Don't touch the beard. So it, I think it looks good now. I'm used to it. I'm kind of like, you're going to shave all that off. You're, you're Nobody's going to recognize you. You're like baby face. Well, everybody keeps saying, they're like, why is it so dark? Like your hair's not that dark. <laughs> it is. Like yeah. coloring that It's thing. really black. I keep, I don't know how many people have asked me if I'm coloring. It's like, no, there's gray in there. If I was coloring this thing, it wouldn't have any gray in it. <laughs> he definitely is not that? taking the time to color his beard. <laughs> I can tell you all that. that there's too many like other things to do. Hassle. I remember, I remember when we went to Reno and this is the time we met where they had that meet and greet at Cabela's, you know, and I remember Jesse was saying that, um, Jimmy Herman, the musician, was going to be there. And I walked in, and here's this long-haired guy standing in the corner. <laughs> I went, that must be Jimmy Herman. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That's the that's, that's the, 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 the most deadly mule deer hunter I've ever known. <laughs> I just didn't know it yet. Oh, jeez. Well, jeez, yeah. it's getting late. Oh, man. This is, We're all this like glossy eyed right now. <laughs> This yeah. has been fun. It got a little deep, which is good. Meet up and get that hammer and chisel out of the way this morning and and uh, get to spend some time at this event. It's pretty pretty cool. Yeah. It's a fun Maybe. time. We're going to end this. Let's wrap this up. Wrap it up. All, All right. right. Ciao. You. You're welcome. All right. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Hey, folks. Thanks for listening to the Hunt Harvest Health Podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Visit our website at huntharvesthealth.com for more podcast stories and recipes. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hunt Harvest Health. You can also message me at stahealthyhunter, that's S-T-H, and I will be more than happy to answer any questions you might have. Also tag your photos, Hunt Harvest Health, or Get Stealthy, as we enjoy seeing what you guys are doing as well.